Taryn back from the podcast room just hanging out hello hello so we were going to talk about something to do with energy flow today and I think Taryn should start us out because it was his idea I don't know if it was my idea or not but it's totally I, your idea I know that I started rambling about something you're like okay we'll talk about something sounds good yeah I don't really know how to how to start off what do we Okay, so I guess we were talking about like the workflow. Well, I, I was talking about the workflow, about how you kind of you get into kind of a state of mind, especially in the heat. This We're going through a heat wave. How hot did it get today, babe? It was 90-something, but it's supposed to be in the hundreds next week. I know that my uh, little emergency alert weather radio that I keep in my backpack, mm-hmm. it popped off a, an alarm saying that beware of the heat wave and stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually that thing, I thought it only came on for like tornadoes and hurricanes. Uh, this is going to be pretty dangerous, mm-hmm. the heat wave. So so anyways, I don't know if it was the heat just getting to me or not, but I found myself doing a monotonous job in the sun and it was very hot. I would say it's about three o'clock in the afternoon, which if, any, if you know about anything, that is the hottest time of the day. It's not noon. It's about two, three o'clock where like there's no wind. There's no, oh my God, I was just. You okay? Yeah, I was just thinking, are we allowed to say climate change? Yeah. Global warming? Uh-huh. Okay. You want me to stop it? No, no. Just, uh, anyways, so I'm working in the heat, and I'm doing a monotonous job, and I kind of get into a rhythm, you know? And I'm, it's almost like a dance, you know, with, like, you know, whatever tools you're using, you know? The, everything's a tool. Anything you get in your hands, your keyboard, your mouse, whatever. I used to get in this way when I was doing uh, design work, and I'd have a few monitors up, and I was just kind of like, just had that flow where I'm just like, click, 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 you know, just, and I can get that flow in just about anything, whether it's digging a ditch or sweeping the floor or, you know, whatever, and I catch myself in it sometimes, and I'm not really paying attention to my surroundings or anything, but after I get in that flow, it's like I catch the same rhythm or wave as like the environment and the trees and the traffic or whatever's going around me. And it just kind of increases. And all of a sudden I've done all the work and it felt like I didn't do anything. It's very hard to explain. And there's something to it that I can't explain. Do you have any explanations? What I know to say to that is it sounds a lot like what I just told you. My favorite movie, which I know is weird. Not my favorite. But one of my favorite movies, which is Mr. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's a hitman that only kills bad people. Right. The, no, the guy that dances. Yeah. And okay. when he does it, when he is killing bad people, he is dancing. Right. It's almost like yeah. effortless. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's just, it's the same thing as jujitsu. You know, you have a giant force coming at you and you just with minimal movement you are able to sidestep redirect and kind of guide that massive whatever's coming at you 
And yeah, I think he's doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Did you know that Bruce Lee was a dance instructor on the cruise that came over, I think? I I don't know, but I believe it. He was a dance instructor at some point. I believe it because yeah. to to get in that headspace, you have to. Which is that art of the flow and yeah, it's you know, all about the flow. Same thing with uh like flare bartenders when they're like flinging those bottles, like they're constantly thinking about the very the next step, and like I'm scooping up ice to go to this, and and then in the other hand you're picking up a bottle and doing the same kind of, you know, it's it's all flowing together. Yeah, well, you were a flare bartender. I was. I had a lot of fun. And that's a dance. It is. And I think about that in every kind of job or thing that I get to do down to like feeding the dogs and stuff, you know, like scooping up dog food. I'm thinking, hey, why am I doing stupid things? I'm walking back and forth with dog going to pick up the dog ball, walking back to the thing and scooping it up and then taking it back. There's a simple way to do things that I'm trying to explore. And there's something magical about it. And it's in everyday life. Like, witchify everything. I think if you can find the flow in, well, your mundane routines, you know, of packing up your lunch or whatever it is, it's things out of movies. You know, in that movie, Mr. Wright, he tries to explain this to, um, what's her name? Anna Kendrick. I love her. I don't know her name, but she's cool. Awesome. She's the bomb. And she was in my family. Anyway, she is trying to learn. And he wants to throw a knife at her. And he believes that she can feel that flow. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, she's always, but you know what? I think. Well, don't take it away from me. I'm not done yet. This is Taryn taking a sentence away from me. So, and in that moment, she wants to know how he taught her to do that. What was going on there? And he says, just feel it. Everything has a current under it. Everything is moving, even when it's not as a current. And you have to tap into the current and flow with it. Remember that moment from mm-hmm. them? Y'all go see Mr. Right. I mean, well, don't if you don't like Hitman movies, but he does kill bad guys. No, it's awesome. It's, yeah. it's such he doesn't a great kill movie. good people. He's killing bad guys. But anyway, go ahead. No, yeah, but finding that rhythm underneath everything, I think, is part of the magic that's unexplained. But there's power in it. I don't know why you keep on saying, okay, you keep on saying it, so I'm going to call it out. Why do you keep on saying explained or unexplained or... Well, I'm always trying to figure things out. But, like, the reason why things happen, because, you know, based off of experience alone... Hold on. Our dog is at the door acting an ass. Hold on one second. Go ahead. You can talk while I... Well, okay. Well, I'm just going to talk to these guys here. I'll see you later. Anya. All right. So, what I was saying is... That's not going to work. So, no, there was this one time I was slinging these logs that were twice as big as I was. And looking... He's going to out himself that he's short. (laughs) (laughs) I am a very... (laughs) I mean, they were only uh, about six inches around and, you know, four foot tall. So, they were bigger than me. Okay. But, um, no, that's not funny. That's not funny. That wasn't I do have a muffin joke, though. No, we're not doing that. Did you record the warm the the sound check? No, and we're not doing his muffin joke. If we ever get divorced, it's probably going to have it in the papers that I had to listen to this joke too many times. So there's two muffins. But you want to get back to sitting in an oven. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. Okay, so, um, but no, there's okay. So there's these logs, and they're like 
I don't know, they're huge. And and looking back, I was slinging these things onto a trailer, and uh, they're a big cedar post. And uh, there's a group of uh, guys or whatever that were... I'm pouring wine. We're just hanging out. And I was coming to pick up these free cedar posts that we were going to get, and uh, they're having a barbecue or something. And uh, they're looking over there, and, and they're just like, what the hell, dude? And, like, you know, before you know it, a bunch of rednecks out here, they're like, man, let me see. Let me see if I can sling one of them logs like that. And, like, you know, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Either way, it was impressive. And what I was doing. You were dancing. I was doing this little spinny thing. Like, I would kind of get up on one side, and then I'd kind of grab it in a certain way, and then kind of twist it up onto my knee, thigh type thing, and keep flowing and flipping it and I would it would end up flipping like a almost full 360 360 like full circle flip up onto the top of the trailer and like you know you can do the same thing when you're trying to like move a refrigerator or a washer dryer or something you kind of walk it from one side to the other I was kind of doing that but by the end of the pile I had gotten into this rhythm and this flow that it looked like I was just effortlessly doing it and it almost felt like it was effortlessly doing it but then the guy came over there he's like let me try that and he like picked it up he struggled with it and whatever and I was like oh hell man get out of the way and so I picked it back up and then once my flow was kind of broken by that dude then you couldn't do it anymore well I could but I was like damn these logs are heavy as shit you're like (laughs) how the hell did man you shouldn't but but see, that's what the, I mean, I know it's silly and it's a movie, but it, it struck true to me. And I believe that science actually backs it up is that there is an energy flow under everything. And if you can work with that, and this can be hypothetical as well, things just go better. Things just are smoother. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the chi. No, it's, it's like the path of least resistance, which I have taught you for years and years and years. Yeah, I'm still struggling with that. That particular... Uh, it makes total sense. I mean, it does make sense in certain ways, but... What? No. It's... No. It's a law of nature. <laughs> what are you talking well, yeah, about? Yeah, but in the, what, in the context, the, the conversations that it goes to end up being a little bit complicated, and I don't quite understand it through experience yet. Okay. So but I guess I guess that's what you're saying I was doing. Let's though. go to Jurassic. Yes, that is what I'm saying so, you were doing. Let's go to Jurassic Park. Let's go to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. exactly the way he said it. It's like something about chaos and the rule of nature and like it could go anyway. The path of least resistance has everything to do with chaos. All I remember is Alan's face when she was like, Alan, Alan, look at this guy. And like, oh my God. Was like, Obviously, I would have been jealous. I mean, I still have a crush on Jeff Goldblum, so you should be jealous. But well, anyway, Jeff Goldblum, if Jeff Goldblum, oh Goldblum God, was rubbing on the back of your hand, I'm going to lose it. I think I'd have an issue. <laughs> he does this. Okay, but the idea. I don't care what he was saying. I'm just kidding. Okay. The idea is that a drop of water lands on the back of your hand, and there is no, this, this is the part of chaos. There is no way to predict, right? Mm hmm which way it's going to go. There's no way. But whatever way it does decide to go was the path of least resistance. And that's why I, when I picked up the log after I thought about it, I picked it up and that dude had moved it a little bit and I was trying to do that and I was like, damn, how did I do that? And so I'm overthinking it and it was not in the right position mm-hmm. and I wasn't thinking about doing it the same way every time. Mm-hmm. And you can't, it's not, not every log is going to be in the exact same situation. So it all had to go to the trailer mm-hmm. and I had to flip it each its own individual way. So, and you know, 
This has everything to do with magic, by the way. I'm also trying to learn the rope dart. Anyway, so when you're doing magic and you are trying to struggle against something, instead of trying to push something that doesn't fit, like, you know, a square into a circle, if you can find a way for that spell to work with the path of least resistance, it's going to flow. I could probably come up with an example oh my god that's it that's no for real like this is the, this is the thing that like yeah oh my god and as soon as you as soon as i i just had an aha moment uh, okay well it only took <laughs> wow it took us doing this for you to get that i think so did you really just get that yeah for real like off yeah but but as soon but, okay. but but as soon as it's chaos, but chaos follows the path of least resistance. It always does. Chaos doesn't work for a living, baby. Chaos is a rebellious bitch. It's like a juggler. It goes the easiest it's like, way. It's like it's like the acrobats in the circus where they flip and they, they you got to get that perfect thing or throwing a knife or an axe into a, a log into a into a target. It's almost like you gotta relax your brain so you can get it. You know, and I and I wasn't kidding about the rope dart. I am learning the rope dart, and that's you know what I'm talking about. Mm-mm. Okay, you, you remember Kill Bill? Mm-hmm. You remember that little? Uh, so they're gonna now know that we like have a real propensity to watch shows about. <laughs> no, you remember the little the little sweet one that dressed up like a little schoolgirl and then like slung the chain I was around. About to say she wasn't sweet. No, she was like the scariest one. She was. And she had the thing with the ball and the trip. You know what I'm talking about? The, the One of the big scenes. Yeah, but we're off magic. No, no. It is magic. We're getting back to it. Because the rope dart is what that is, where she slings it around. and. She- oh, my God. Last time we did this, did we have hot dogs in the other room, or was it pizza? I don't know. We got hot dogs now. I know. Well, well it just hit me that if it's hot dogs every time, I'm going to start to think something. I don't know what we ate last Something night. magical about Well, it's definitely dogs. not your cooking. It's I mean, this is you're you're cooking hot dogs. No, I podcast all day. I released something too early over on Patreon and Audacity. The program was um horribly sped up. I'm gonna fix it later. And I'm kind of feeling a little down about my I don't know, about my performance lately. I'm just not feeling like I'm doing I don't know. I think I'm being hard on myself. But well, Shape up, woman. LOL. Call me woman. Get it again together. I'm going to throw my wine on What are you talking face. about? So, back to magic. <laughs> okay, no, for the, but the rope dart. Flipping, spinning. It's the flow. It is absolutely that flow. It's the flow that I'm talking about. Like, and I have been practicing. I'm not kidding about that. It's with the, uh, the dog leashes. When I'm waiting for them to do the, the business, I'm spinning this thing, and I saw it on YouTube. I had to do it. So anyways, but I started with the first couple steps, but it is totally about balance. You have to keep tension on this thing and you're spinning it and you can, you know, whatever. But it's the same thing as flipping those logs. So I also wanted to say that that's how I talk to animals and plants. I just zone into the current. That's sort of like, it's not always under them, but it's sort of, I kind of get that. It's never, it's never top down people. Magic does not work top down. It works root up. And I was just talking to Christopher about this the other day on the telephone, who's in the group. It is always root up. And so the current tends to be sort of an undercurrent, not a top, you know. Well, if you think about it, all currents are under something. Yeah. No, I mean, I, they are through it or I don't know. I can't ever find the I mean, words Come on, to like it. an undertow. 
That's right. I mean, it's the thing that pulls you under. But there's something like that everywhere. There's something like that underneath dragonflies. There's something like that under a chicken walking. There's something like that underneath a jalapeno pepper. You can feel it, but you just got to change frequencies and it becomes a dance. But what I do know is that... That means it's magic, baby. Well, I do know this. When I get into that state, I'm not trying to get in touch with the trees and whatnot, right? Let's say I'm moving a pile of rocks from one side of the yard to the other side of the yard, okay? If I get... Or, or slinging locks, right? Let's go back to slinging locks. If, oh, my God. If it was more... If I was doing that for a long enough period of time without being distracted... All of a sudden, I'm going to be able to feel the trees and I'm going to feel the the leaves and like my senses are not focused on almost anything, not even that task. That's one of the great mysteries, by the way. While you're not thinking. Don't let me forget that. I said well, that. Well, I guess since my body is occupied and it's doing a, a fantastic job doing the task that it's supposed to be doing, then my mind, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever I get into that that zone, that flow. And when I'm doing that, my, my senses heighten and I'm more aware. I, I feel like for real, if I was really deep in it, if somebody threw a ninja star at me, I'd catch it with my teeth. <laughs> yep. It's like that. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. That, that explains it. Okay. okay. But I was going to say, that's one of the great mysteries. There's this, well, you can explain a great mystery all day long and ain't nobody gonna get it because it, they're just words until you're there. Mm -hmm. But it's this place you get into pretty much what we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Where the, for lack of a better way to put it, the atoms that make you stop having hard boundaries with the atoms that make everything else. Right. It's like if I eat a banana, I just turned it into a human. No, not at uh, all. That's no, <laughs> no. That's not what I meant. Okay, okay. What were you saying oh, then? That's completely. I, well, then, then I lost that one. I got lost on that one. There's a thing I do, and it's really hard to explain. And I've been told by witches that are way older than me that have been doing the craft way longer that it is a great mystery. And so every time I explain it, it is very rare that anybody will understand it. However, when you can make the boundaries of who you are permeable with everything around you, that's when you can find that flow. Right. It's about the boundaries. You got to drop the boundaries and that most people are too afraid or too tense or too stressed. And I'm all those things, but I know how to hit it. I know how to hit that groove. And it's like light as a feather, stiff as a board. It's like letting go of everything that makes you solid. It's like astral travel, which we do do in our covenant. I wanted to talk about that today. And, you know, astral travel for a long time. Some of my students didn't understand what I was talking about. You leave your body somewhere doing a job and the rest of you becomes. I have no desire to talk about astral travel. <laughs> Okay. It wasn't me. I wasn't there. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So she just kicked up a little bit of dust. Taryn, tell me how astral travel has anything to do with what I'm talking about. Let's throw you under a bus. All right. Well, yes. It absolutely, yes. It, it is kind of like astral traveling with the boundaries being 
completely blurred and you're out of your body astral travel breaking down the word the meaning of it right astral travel what is the astral what yeah or well, right now you Ether, don't want me to tell you what the ass uh, is in astral but <laughs> <laughs> see mm. yeah no I, I i think yeah let's talk about astral travel <laughs> no for real like what I'm trying to say is that you cannot go anywhere outside of your body, outside of your lived condition, unless you let go of those boundaries. And it's very difficult to do. I've known people who could not astral travel. And I've often thought that the reason was because they were too attached, too afraid to let go of the here and now, of being in control and i'm sorry you cannot be in control all the time and do magic you know that's something we should definitely talk about i'm a control freak i'm an aries but the one place i've learned i cannot control is my magical life mm -hmm. how am i going to flow with any undercurrent how am i going to get anywhere how am i going to do this gorgeous um dance if i'm trying to stay in control so there should be some chaos allowed and there should be a path of least resistance allowed. We can plan out a spell. We can think through it. But if we want to feel it, we're going to have to let go. Absolutely. Well, this is the accidental ways you're talking about, like purposefully right. doing this. Which, by the way, is a skill and it takes years and years. But right. Yeah. Right. So like. Getting in the flow is almost like, I guess it'd be like a training wheels type thing, you know, like runners, long distance runners and stuff will just keep chugging away and their body's about to give out. You know, they have like hundred mile races and stuff through the mountains and stuff. It's so cool. But like these guys, they almost get in a trance because they're physically exhausting themselves. Their body's working, their mind's working and they're occupied. So it's almost like training wheels. When I just like am moving bricks or whatever and I'm not getting the training wheel part because like hundred mile runners aren't wearing training wheels, so I'm missing the analogy. <laughs> no, to get to that astral travel place instead of just sitting down and going home and like getting there and like just which is totally doable through like meditation and yoga and, and whatever in my experiences. Or, you know, just sitting down with some serious intent and, you know, a little bit of motivation. Wait a minute, you're not answering the question, where are the training wheels coming in? Okay, maybe training wheels wasn't, wasn't the right way to say it. It's that I'm keeping my body and my mind occupied where my body and my mind are, it's almost like manually getting yourself there, you know, um, like getting. I'm going to try to save him. So it doesn't make sense. When I was learning how to ride a bike and when my kids were learning how to ride a bike, there's this one moment that I will always remember for all of us. Uh, I've experienced it. I've watched it happen. And that's where you have the training wheels on so, so much. And you're doing a great job. Then they come off and your parent, hopefully, if you have a good one, holds on to the bike and runs with you. But there's always that moment where they let go and you don't realize it right at first. Yep. And you're flying. Is that what you mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's that you need that kind of guidance until you don't. What I mean and I, what I'm trying to trying to like take a picture of, I guess, and try to explain is that moment where you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that your parents have let go of that seat and you're riding on your own 
it's like that moment right as you're realizing it or right before you realize it when you're actually flowing and flying you know and going straight and perfectly balanced on that bike yeah i don't know it's like the moment in between where you're actually flowing and you think that somebody else has got you or whatever and then as you're realizing it that does i don't know i like i said you can't explain great mysteries i can't explain nothing no one can explain a great mystery. Somebody said one time, uh, it, well, I heard somewhere that trying to explain, uh, it was talking about more or less about great mysteries and trying to explain things. As soon as you've defined something like the great mysteries, as soon as you've labeled it, as soon as you've... Then you lose it. Right. But it, yeah, either way. Just like just now. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I completely like blanked out. But yeah, I heard this guy and he was talking about as soon as you label something, as soon as you define it, call it God or whatever. It's like God is playing peekaboo with himself. Or goddess. It's not peekaboo. It's it's hide and seek with himself or herself. So like as soon as you as soon as you find playing, this just totally ties into the whole sacred goes in reverse. And if you try to hold on to it, you lose it in your hands. And- yep. So, you know, finish reading the book, man. What book? Oh, the Feminine and the Sacred. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I started it. Sometimes when I'm cooking, I get into this dance. It has to be, I have to be in the right headspace to do it. I have to be able to give myself over to the cooking. Mm-hmm. On those nights, it's like Julia Childs, uh, they used to say about her, you know, tapping something and turning and flipping and trying something with my fingers and the smells and the taste are all becoming this dance. And that is the night that food tastes that good. But if I'm trying too hard, it never happens. So I guess that's what you're saying. But that, that sounds like some kind of horrible situation that if we try to get into a situation like that and feel the undercurrent and do the dance that we can never have it. No, Actually, quite so, yeah, quite the opposite. Here's what I mean. It has to do with the witchifying everything. Like, think about the mundane task we do. Or not mundane task. You know, everything that you end up doing all day. What if you figured out... Okay, let's think about the, the times that you feel like you've wasted your life. Like, you're like, oh my god, I'm wasting... Remember that movie, uh, Along Came Polly? Yeah. And where he, he figured out that his ex-fiance and all those throw pillows he had on the bed... Fucking throw pillows. He figured out how much time he spent every day taking off the throw pillows, putting back on throw pillows, and he like figured out the thing. He was just like, holy sh! We, we've lost this many years after what I don't know, whatever it adds up to. But he's all, he's pissed off. He's like, fuck throw pillows. Yes. We're wasting our life. However, if you had to do those throw pillows because other people in the house were still in that house, well, I mean, other people in the house were still in that house is a misnomer. If your partner wants you to do throw pillows, I'm not telling you not to do throw pillows. You're saying to make it a dance of some sort. If you could, yeah. If you had to do throw pillows, man, start throwing those things behind you. Throw them. They don't have, you know, but like throw them with accuracy. Like, ding, 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 ding. You know, just get the get the flow. You could find a flow in that. And it almost becomes like medi- active meditation. I'm thinking I'm going to have myself a, uh, a real look at how I feed the dogs. I was... Okay, so the podcast I just did that I mixed down wrong and put up that I have to work on, I was just talking about how I was standing outside in the ungodly heat, and it was miserable. And all I wanted to do was get out of there. That's all I wanted to do. But I had to stand there and miss those damn pumpkin leaves. 
because they were crisping up and turning under and looking like ass and and I wanted to leave. So the whole time I'm standing there, which is about 15 to 20 minutes, we're a loss. And I was feeling that, you know, like this is a loss. This is bullshit. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I just want to go back inside. I'm, I'm miserable. And while I had the mister up, a butterfly, literally, I, it's so lame that it's a butterfly because it sounds like a butterfly. Anyway, a damn butterfly ran through the mister. And it was, you know, a mister is like very fine and sort of danced there for a while in the middle of that heat. And I ended up turning the mister on myself because I wanted to know what it felt like just for a second to be happy in that heat, mm. you know, instead of miserable. Oh, I, mean, I felt way better and then got with the current a little bit. But before that, I was just going against the path of least resistance mm-hmm. pretty damn hard. And the second I started going with that, the second I start flowing, however chaotically that is. I'm feeling my magic again. I'm not wasting that time and that duty or in that moment. I'm witchifying that moment. Mm-hmm. And you can do it in each moment. You do it while you're brushing your teeth. You Absolutely. Do while you're cutting your toenails. While you're cleaning the damn cat box. That one was a hard one. You know what's a good one? Everybody can do this because everybody can relate. When you get out of the shower, how you dry yourself off with the towel. I've got a routine. And I end up standing on one leg. and. Okay. We're getting a visual. It's I could show you. I could. I, I don't. I, no, no. I should totally show you. All right, I'm good. No, it's awesome. Okay. Okay, but yeah, it's it's almost like first I pull it off the rack, you know, right outside the shower, and I let it pop and bounce back up, and it's almost like a pizza, you know, being flown in the air. Mm-hmm. I catch it with my head, and I do the head, and then I've got this like the way the towel folds all the way down myself, and all the different creases and the whatnots, and then and then I pop it and flip it back up, and I'm like. Ready to go, you know. Like I don't know. It's 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 just like taking out the dogs, right? Um, like half of them need leashes and half of them don't, so I end up holding a leash the whole time. And before I used to just stand there and smoke cigarettes and be like, "Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, let's go." And like now, I'm spinning that leash. I'm learning. There's an art form to everything, even like mopping a floor. I remember when I was a bouncer, and I used to have to clean up after all those people. And I would have to mop these huge floors. And so I ended up getting in this rhythm that now some dude out of the Navy showed me. Like he, sh- he saw how I was mopping one day and he was like, dude, no. Because they have to, like this guy, he was retired. I don't know if they still do this or whatever. But they actually had to like hand mop the big runway decks and stuff, you know, that are on the big ships, the aircraft carriers. Yeah. And he showed me the proper way to mop. And it's like this beautiful dance where you're flicking stuff the certain way. But I used to get in there, and that might have something to do with it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was half out of my head and just wanted to go home. But it's almost like a meditative dance with the mop. So anything that you do all day, it can be on the, the micro level, but it also could be seasonal, like becoming acclimated with the weather changes and stuff. Because right now, it's like, I don't know, that, you know alerts and stuff. You know, It's a heat wave and, and all that stuff going on, and... You know, I've been out in it consistently, and I made a point not to turn on the air conditioner. I just do the windows thing, because jumping in and out of the truck all day, you know, get cold, get hot, get cold. No, it's better just to stay where you're at, and when you're in the truck, you get a breeze. So, you know, you drink a lot of water, you do all things, but, but becoming acclimated in the seasons. Well, that's staying with the current, I guess. It can, Yeah, it, it, it helps to keep going like that. 
Hey, I'd love to keep this up, but I'm hungry and I'm tired. So any last words on whatever the hell we are talking about? Well, I think we're talking about what you find every damn thing. Well, yeah. It's a dance. It is. Finding dance and everything. Well, plus, I want to go see the end of Ozark. We are almost done and we both need therapy. I'm so tired of Ozark. I don't, I don't even want to so tired know. of Ozark, but he doesn't want to stop watching I don't want even want to know what's going to happen. I, I would like I to, mean, I've looked ahead, I could tell you. If I was the stronger man, I would cut off Ozark and I would say we're not watching the last season. Okay, we are in the last season. All right, how many episodes can we get in tonight? <laughs> See. We but we just got we got to power through them. We got to power through them. Yeah, I just want to know the end. I could just tell no. you. I could just tell you the end. That'd be worse. Okay. That'd be worse than <sighs> Well, I finished uh, Good Girls today, and my heart is broken. It's just broken. I cannot believe Netflix did not handle that switch over from NBC to Netflix and got canceled, and I really, really wanted to see more that I saw. You've done research? Yes, I've done a lot of research. It's Manny Montana. He's a badass. Is that the quiet gangster dude? He is. I haven't really loved a gangster dude since... Michael Corleone, and he's uh, kicking it for me. Huh. But I like her, too. She's hot. She was on Mad Men. She's uh, there. It's just. What about Tony Montana from Scarface? Is that his name? Yes. Okay. What about him? Nope. Not for you. Love him. But no. Don't do it. Let me introduce you to my little friend. No, he's got toxic masculinity problems. I don't like it. It's gross. I mean, I guess they all do, but he's sort of out there. Anyway, wait a we second. Gotta go. You're saying this this gangster dude from the TV show doesn't have toxic masculinity problems? All I can say is I like the way he says mama. Oh, that's wrong. What you doing, mama? Hey, mama. You know, I'm glad they canceled that now. <laughs> I got to go have the hot dogs. Love y'all. Say bye, Taryn. Bye. Bye. Y'all been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the deep south.